Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 13, Peter Lazo, Ward 9, Hamilton City Council candidate, recorded on August 17th, 2018. Peter Lanza, welcome to the Public Records 155 podcast. Thank you for having me, Joey. First question is maybe the easiest, maybe the hardest. Who is Peter Lazza? I was born and I grew up riding my bike down the streets of Stony Creek. I met a girl while attending Cardinal Newman High School. I fell in love and I was married. I raised a family here. I have two boys, Nicholas, who's 25. He's a registered nurse who works in a retirement home. And Johnny, who's 21 now attending University of Guelph for political science and criminal justice. My wife, Michelle, of 27 years, works for Able Living and also works with seniors. Why are you running? I considered it four years ago, but I felt not ready enough or qualified enough, and I needed to know more. During the past four years, it became a bit of an obsession. I studied our services, taxes, growth. I spoke with our community leaders, our police services, more so neighbors, and more than once I was told, you know what you'd be good at? And that's what my goal was. And here I am, ready as I'll ever be. How have you contributed to your community and our city? I think it goes without saying, the most important thing to all of us are our children. We all want them to grow up, be strong, healthy, and make a mark in this world for themselves. For the better part of 12 years, I coached the youth in our community. We all know how difficult it is, with both parents working, to get our kids to sports early in the morning or right after work. I want to be there to teach them that it's not only about sports, it's about life. I always taught them that hockey is a skill, but so is life. Be good to your parents, your friends, your teammates, and always work hard here and at home. Going back a few years, I was even lucky enough to be honored with the Community Coach of the Year. Still today, I see some young men somewhere, and they look at me and say, Hey coach, how's it going? I always get a little bit of a chuckle out of it, and it's more reward than I could get anywhere. What are your two priorities for Ward 9 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? Joey, I think my first priority is both for the ward and for the city. Our growth and a master transportation plan. We have seen some immense growth in the city of Hamilton, more specifically in Ward 9. I don't know if you're aware, but there's a 3,100-acre expansion onto rural lands in the Alfreda area of Upper Stony Creek. And going forward, it's planned to house new 80,000 people. Let's imagine two cars per household on average, and that means a lot more congestion that we're already not used to. And if you've been on the link on either one of the drive times, you'll certainly understand. I went through it getting down here again today. If there's any road work, lane closure, flat tire, or an accident, it can add hours to your commute. Let's not even think about a major accident that can have the city shut down in both directions. There needs to be a master plan in motion before we get too far ahead of ourselves. For the city, it needs to be policing. I am told that they are understaffed, and it's common for patrol cars to be pulled out of their respective areas, leaving them completely unattended by officers. Speeding, running stop signs, break-ins could all be better managed by police if they are given the tools and the proper amount of officers to manage. For Ward 9, I think it must be the dump. 
We've developed around it on the promise to manage it and look toward its closure. For the third year in a row, the amount of contaminated water has been flagged. There should be no more than a half a meter on top of the primary liner, but last year these levels were eight times higher. These issues were raised in 2013 and 2014 as well, and it's only gotten worse. Without current levels in line, there should be no assessment to boot the capacity up another 4 million cubic meters. This will grow the contaminated water from 98 million liters to 186 million liters. Let's remember there are homes only a stone's throw from the dump, and they're reminded every time the wind blows. Previous councillors and owners promised to put clean fill and close the dump, then fought for its expansion. I will help keep their promises for them. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on City Council? Firstly, accessibility. You'll notice that my cell number is on my card. I can be reached at any time, on any day, with any issue, and I will be there at your door to help you, guaranteed. Secondly, my management skills. I've worked with several businesses in the community to help them grow. I can manage people and an office. And third, reliability. I will work and be there every day for our community, either at City Hall or out in our community. What is something interesting or unique about Ward 9 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? I've lived in my current home, Joey, there for 21 years. We used to have a fantastic fireworks display at Valley Park and an excellent fair. Now, both gone. At one point, we had a rib fest. It appeared to be successful, and everyone loved it, but it never returned. We have a very large Central Valley Park, and with the help of the community, I'd like to help Ward 9 find its identity. Enough with the easy questions. Let's get to the hard one. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? First off, Joey, I don't believe there's an opposition by residents to diverse housing. It's the development without the proper infrastructure that they're opposed to. We currently in Ward 9 have long-term care, seniors' homes, nonprofit housing, and yes, of course, I agree, we do need more of it. Affordable housing needs to be available to everyone in every ward across the city. We're going through it now at home personally. My two boys are 25 and 21, and they're facing this. My son is university educated, has a great job, and is finding it extremely difficult to find something he can afford. Even with the good job and an education, homes are getting out of reach. We now have five-story condos being constructed next year, and Rymel Road is full of new row homes. However, expensive but diverse. I promise to work with builders and government to see that in Alfreda we see far higher percentages 
of apartments and townhomes that have been previously seen before. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? Hiring of police officers should be at the top of every counselor's list. They are understaffed. Are you aware that in Division 2, which divided into 18 beats, within this alone, Hamilton Police Services receives between 750 and 1,000 calls and a 12-hour shift? With an increase in tech crime, crimes against seniors, missing persons, runaways, these calls can all take an officer hours to look after. It would be literally impossible for them to attend to every call. I've heard some candidates speak about cars getting broken into and better patrols for the area. But to be realistic, as we spoke before, our areas are seeing immense growth. We need more officers just to maintain our services as they are. Officers will be assigned in relation to households and then calls per area. We need to lobby the province and let them know we need to be looked after because municipally we do not want to see our taxes increase unnecessarily. Secondly, some of the city services we've seen, and I know it does seem minor, but the grass cutting and the snow removal is certainly not up to par. Years ago, I worked for Parks and Recreation in Stony Creek. We had one person that would ride the little Cushman and he would go up and down the boulevards with a weed eater and make sure the streets looked good, that everything was done and it was looked after. At any given time, you can look at some of the streets, boulevards, and without a word of a lie, Joey, and the residents of Ward and I know it, some of the grass up there is over two feet long and the snow doesn't get touched for weeks. This needs to change. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? I thought about this one, and I did a little bit of research. In 2018, Money Sense rated Canada's best places to live. The factors they applied were unemployment, income, affordable housing and rent, health care, growth, taxes, crime, transit and arts, and community. Pretty well covered. First of all, congratulations to Oakville and Mayor Rob Burton for coming in number one. Hamilton placed 163, actually down 18 spots from their placing 143 in 2017. There certainly seems to be a lot more than two things to do. If I had two things that I had to pick, it would be transit and crime, but there's certainly a lot more that we need to look after. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked ballots enable voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, usually the top three. They feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked balloting? City Council will never approve ranked ballots. They will not approve anything that puts their jobs in jeopardy. I'd put it in the 2022 ballot and let the people decide. It's up to them, not the city council. What I'd like to see in voter reform is online voting. I think it's absolutely unbelievable that we don't do the online voting. At any time, any one of us can sit down in front of our computer. We can pay our taxes. We can pay our bills. We can do our banking. I mean, we can go and we can actually buy groceries and get the groceries delivered to our house, but somehow we can't vote online. I think what we need to do is have the city online either do 
an online vote, let people know what ranked balloting is, and try and get the voter percentages up from 35%. Federally and provincially, we see the numbers a lot higher for people voting, but municipally, where we can touch their lives a lot more and affect their lives a lot more, the voter turnout is the lowest. We need to educate people, make it easier for them so they can get out and vote. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? Engagement with the community needs to be meaningful. A counselor needs to be active and present in his community. He needs to attend events, be on committees, provide suggestions and guidance with the community and see what they're looking for and help them create this. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? I've read the vision plan and it is a good plan. I think it's keeping the council and its city employees motivated to follow the plan. The city manager is a key position between the council and all city staff. I would like to see the exit meeting with what the past city manager had to say. Why did he leave? What didn't he like? Why did he feel Toronto was a better place and then improve upon ourselves in order to keep employees happy? Not just the city manager, but all city employees. It's a trickle-down effect, and we should be looking at it the right way. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? Relating to the residents is key to all of this. Pretty much the same answer as governance and engagement. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? I like this one, Joey. Thank you. For myself, kept his word. For the city council, followed new visions. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? It's time, Ward 9. Follow me on Instagram to see the changes. Peter Lanza underscore Ward 9. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today, Peter. I want to thank the Hamilton Public Library Red Hill Branch for providing the sound studio that we recorded the podcast in today. This has been episode 13 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast, our interviews with all candidates in the 2018 Hamilton Municipal Election. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.